0: <laughs> back.
1: Oh, also after the H Bomber Guy video yesterday, I decided to start up New Vegas again. And for the first time, I sided with the powder gangers and brought down Good Springs.
2: None I'm... of these words mean
1: anything to me.
2: Oh, have I've you never, never play... played New Vegas? I've never played a Fallout game. Oh my god. Oh man I tried once to play Fallout 4. But my laptop at the time just could not take it, so it was like a, like it could it passed the, um, the benchmark, and I was able to like start the game. But as soon as you, as soon as I passed like the character creation, uh, frame, it was like two. Oh <laughs> so I was man! Like, well, guess I'm not playing this game, and then I never touched the franchise again.
1: I mean, Fallout Four, the uh, it, it's like. I, I'm one of the few who actually likes Fallout 4, uh, but even then, I think if I went back to it, I'd be like, wow, this is not good. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, on the other hand, there there's some special stuff about that game.
2: I'm just going to leave it at, eh,
1: I played Skyrim,
2: how good could it be? And I- leave it there.
1: Sam, I'm gonna, give, gonna kill and you. And give no
2: no further comment whatsoever.
1: <laughs> Sam, I'm gonna strangle you. That is the worst comment you could have made. It's
2: fine. It, it's I,
1: fine, honey. I'm gonna let you know what Sam just said to me. Eh, I played Skyrim. How good could it be? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Mm. That sip water was particularly delicious.
1: (laughs) Mm. Just full of flavor. (laughs) Uh, Clap at the minute. Clap at the minute. Oh, man. Oh my god. Okay. So, I, I don't typically start the episode right after the clap. Like, I typically give us some leeway, but like... Sam these episodes were so fucking good. They were really good. I I'm glad to be excited about
2: Bleach. This was this was good TV.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm I like was watching it yesterday I'm like, "Babe, you should watch this episode. Like it's good. This is going to be a good episode." And uh and even like actually paused arc to watch Bleach even though they it, it was against their better judgment but Renji was on screen and Renji's like the only character they like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's fair.
1: It, yeah, it's very fair. Uh Oh man, I I'm very glad to be able to record this episode on time uh <laughs> for our dear listeners. I immediately after last week's episode uh, when we recorded it, I got very, very sick. <laughs> and I like could not stand up and it was really horrifying. And then uh by Thursday I was okay. So I I'm glad to be alive. I'm 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 filled with vigor. I'm filled with bleach. Which the second the second half's probably not as healthy, but <laughs> Oh, which probably you want not just there's a, introduce there's the a show? Joke somewhere in there, there's
2: a joke somewhere in there about, like, Vim and Vigor, because Vim is, like, a no, it's a cleaning product that I think is bleach-based, but I don't have the energy in me to, like, properly make that joke and, like, get it out of the door, so I'm just gonna mention the components.
1: Let other people who are
2: listening and are smarter than me, like, put the joke together, and then hopefully laugh.
1: <laughs> and ain't that just the crux of comedy, just not even making the joke, just giving people the components of a joke? <laughs> I'm telling you, here, you make the joke. You can teach a man to joke. I
2: know there's a good joke in there somewhere, so I want people to be aware. Hey, <laughs> think about this, there's a good joke somewhere here. But also, I'm too lazy to do it myself, so you know, just go on, go forth and comedian yourself.
1: Give a man a joke, he'll laugh once. Teach the man how to joke, he'll laugh he'll forever.
2: up every day. <laughs>
1: You're listening to It'll Wash Out Bleach Rewatch Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lily.
2: And I'm your co-host, Sam.
1: Oh, it's 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 a good week. I'm I'm excited about Bleach. Let me fucking open up my notepad because I'm extremely prepared to record. I've just got so excited, I didn't even remember to open this. So I'm stalling by talking about it, and here it is. It's opened. I've opened it. Episode 52. Renji, Oath of the Soul, Deathmatch with Biakia. We open on several clones of Zangetsu as Ichigo continues his training. Our hero's sword shatters as he blocks a strike, sending him skidding back, falling to one knee with labored breathing. Zangetsu and his shadow clones tell Ichigo that it's admirable he's come this far, and he asks if Ichigo wishes to continue. And Ichigo's like, "Why would you even ask?" before grabbing a new sword and demanding that Zangetsu come at him with everything he has. Uh, I do really like the, like, increased desperation of this training. It's good.
2: Yeah, because it's like, like, Ichigo is pretty much, like, getting closer and closer to his limit. Like, he's looking, like, really ragged, and he's having a hard time, like, standing up, but he's still, like, grabbing swords and continuing to fight. And here's where I have a theory, a depressing, sad theory. About this training, are you ready to hear it?
1: Uh, yes, I am, and I'm a little terrified,
2: Sam. <laughs> Alright, so we know that every sword is a fragment of Ichigo's soul, right? Like, they represent parts of him, uh, and we don't know oh, what no. they represent. We only know that the first one, like, represented his, uh, like, codependence on his old sword, basically. we also, <laughs> We also know... <laughs> That every time he's grabbing a different sword, he's getting better at fighting. He's getting better and better at using those blades and continuing to fight and survive. As each of those swords get destroyed, one by one. Oh no. And therein lies the, <laughs> the realization I made while watching the episode. Oh god, this is how they're forming him to be the shonen protagonist's best fighter urahara the true villain of this of this anime
1: sam i i need you to know this makes so much sense and i hate it desperately i don't think bleach is smart enough to do this uh however uh fuck that's scary sam what about our boy
2: uh what about our
1: boy don't worry he's fine he'll be fine Meanwhile, Renji cuts through several Soul Reapers, leaping past them as they cower in fear. One of them, a squadmate of his, Rikichi Yuki. Is it Rikichi Yuki? Yeah, that's the name. That's the name. He wonders aloud why Renji is doing this. He's, like, we have seen this kid before, it's just like, he didn't make much of an impact because he was such a background character.
2: Yeah, he's like not even a seated officer, he's just a random dude.
1: (laughs) But it, but he is one of Renji's uh squadmates and you're like you're able in this episode to like at least like note that he's like probably related to Renji considering like they both have like eye tattoos. But um Renji continues towards the Sansaiqu as he remembers his resolve to save Rukia, which he claims he'll be able to accomplish soon. He runs onto the bridge and feels an immense pressure as Byakuya stands atop one of the towers of the bridge gate, asking Renji where he thinks he's going. Renji's like, I'm going to save Rukia, and Byakuya's like, no. Renji's like, yeah, I I am. Do you intend to stop me? And Byakuya refuses to repeat himself before using Shunpo to attack. Uh, Renji turns around and reacts in time, which surprises Byakuya, as Renji identifies the technique as Senka, calling it Byakuya's favorite move. He's seen it countless times to the point of logically knowing how Biakia must fight. I love this. It, like, really sets the tone for the fight.
2: The whole, like, the whole bit is really good, but also, like, even right before it, when Renji's running and we get, like, we just get, like, a sad montage of Renji's memories of Rukia from their childhood, where and yeah. it's, like, just the inc- the really sad Bleach music going on, and it's, like, these happy memories, but, you know, because it's a flashback and because she's getting
1: executed, it's like, oh no, oh no, this is incredibly tragic. The stakes and that- are really, like, really, really potent, and, like, the fact that it's a Renji episode now, and it He has, like, significant, significant emotional ties to Rukia that are different from Ichigo's, and he's fighting on the side of good now. It's just like, "Mm, chef's kiss.
2: It's like, yes. And even, like, when he's talking to Byakuya, he's like, you know, I've been watching you for a long time, all specifically so I could beat the shit out of you.
1: Oh, yeah. It's... God, like... It, it makes, like, a lot of sense, and, like, I, I logically understand how this episode works. It's very good. <laughs> it's good stuff. Renji claims that he's fast enough to keep up with Byakuya now, and that his sword can no longer kill him. Byakuya tells him that he talks a lot before attempting to release his Shikai, while Renji does the same faster, stopping Byakuya without even calling Zabimaru's name. This leads Byakuya to re- realize that Renji has reached Bankai, and Renji to explain he has always wanted to surpass Byakuya before even joining the Gote 13. He promises to do so now, and we cut back to the study chamber where Ichigo continues to struggle. Um, okay. I, I have a detail I want to bring up, like, soon, uh, like in the next scene about, like, this, like, verbally releasing your Shikai thing. Ah, uh, because, like, I think the amount- the attention to detail in this episode is really good. Ichigo continues to struggle, he falls to his knees, and Zangetsu warns him that he may die before achieving Bankai, asking once more if Ichigo wishes to continue. Back on the bridge, Renji activates his Bankai, Hihiyo Zabimaru, which takes the form of a huge skeletal snake and an outfit change for Renji. It's so sick- it's so sick. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I, it, the outfit looks really good. Uh, the fucking like snake is just like absolutely sick. I, Reggie, my man.
2: It looks really. It's probably the best looking like form change we've seen out of a Zanpakuto so far. Like we've only, we've barely seen any Bonkai, but like this is definitely the coolest one so far.
1: Barely seen any Bankai, the next episode says. (laughs) God, um, you're right, though. Like, out of what we have seen, it's probably the coolest one. I have to find where I'm at again, because we keep cutting in the middle of paragraphs. I'm just so excited I keep losing my place. (laughs) I believe in you. Byakuya is surprised, and Renji tells him he would have never noticed, because he's never- because he never pays attention to those he considers beneath him, reiterating his intention to save Rukia, which byakia again refuses to acknowledge. He decides he must kill byakia which the latter basically laughs at as Renji strikes out. The fight is destructive, with Hihio Sabimaru breaking several structures as it chases Biakia down, but the captain seems unfazed as he releases his shikai verbally, seeming seemingly breaking Hihiyo Zabimaru. Okay, this is the little detail I wanted to bring up: is that like, Byakuya makes it very clear here that like once you've once you've like reached Bankai status, you don't really need to like verbally call your Zanpakuto to like bring it out of into shikai. I I fully 100% believe he's doing that here like verbally just because he's still looking down on Renji.
2: Yeah, well I th- th- I think it's part of that and it's also like it's the procedure. It's like when you introduce it's like part of the whole like ceremony if you introduce yourself to your opponent and everything. And it's like so it's like it's the pr- it's part of the procedure but also yeah, I think it's prob it's also probably like Part of just like looking down on him, he's like, I could do that thing you did, but no, fuck you.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it just fits in really well with his character, I think. He lands and is surprised to see, uh, to see Renji's bankai reformed, as the latter describes Zemban Zakura. He reveals the bone segments of his bankai are connected by a spirit energy and that he purposely disconnected them to dodge the attack, stating that he can see Byakia's sword now as two more segments break through the ground, forcing Byakya to leap back and land on one knee. The two continue to clash, with Byakya using Hado, surprising Renji with his lack of incantation. Biaki explains the weakness of a Bankai lies in its size, saying that those whose Bankai surpass the size of a normal blade require an additional decade of training to master its movements. He tells Renji that he isn't ready for Bankai, which Renji dismisses, Byakuya immobilizes him with bakuto number 61, pinning him in place. He talks down to Renji for not sheathing his blade, asking if he still believes he can win, before reminding Renji that he has also achieved Bankai. Byakuya drops his zanpakuto, and it passes through the ground like water, as two rows of massive swords rise up behind him. He calls its name Senbanzakura Kageyoshi as the swords form innumerable petals that swirl around Renji, breaking his restraints in the gate behind him as his hair falls loose. We get a wide shot as Renji explodes with blood. As Byakuya describes his bankai as a thousand blades that split into uncountable amounts of petals, he walks to Renji, now on the ground and bloodied, offering to tell him the world of difference between the two of them. It looks so good. It does look fucking amazing it like
2: just the entire process of him summoning his uh, summoning his bankai it's this infinite hallway of giant swords and you're like oh my god what the fuck and then each <laughs> of those swords transforms into countless blades you're like jesus christ my guy
1: it, it's like up until this moment you're like damn renji has got the upper hand here Renji's like actually like putting up a fight, like, Biakia might actually struggle here. And then Biakia drops his sword through the ground, and everybody just shits their pants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's fucking insane. Like, god, the- the way they animate it is just so upsettingly cool. And I, I really- I just, I think this entire fight really showcases these two personalities incredibly well. Uh, Namely, that I think, like, the way Renji is, like, constantly on the attack and constantly, like, trying to destroy shit and break everything, like, it, it really fits his anger, especially in this moment. Whereas, Byakuya just kind of immobilizes him and calmly just... Absolutely eviscerates him. It's it's fucking fantastic.
2: And at the same time, like I think, uh, like Renji's way of attacking, yes, probably in large parts due to like his aggressive, his very aggressive nature. Like we saw that even when he was at the academy. Excuse me, but we also see at the very start of the fight. The, the way that he attacks quickly from range, even if it's not, like, a big hit, it stops Byakuya from using his Shikai. So yeah. I'm th- I'm thinking part of Renji's fighting style developed in this way, specifically to counter how he has seen Byakuya fight. And his Bankai uh, is just I'd an agree. extension of that, where it's like, oh, it doesn't matter where the fuck you run away, my Bankai is going to chase you down and destroy all the buildings around you.
1: God, I, I just... I really think this fight is perfect for him as a character. I really think this fight is perfect for Byakuya as a character. It's just overall really, really good stuff.
2: Yeah, and then we get to, as you were saying, the difference between the two of them.
1: Byakuya walks to Renji, now on the ground and bloodied, offering to tell him the world of difference between the two of them. It's class, he offers. Likening it to a beast seeing the moon in the water, only to sink when he tries to catch it with his fangs, telling Renji his fangs will never reach him. He tells Renji to be proud of retaining human form after encountering, Zen- encountering Zakura Kageyoshi and begins to walk away, but Renji begins to get up. Biakya advises him not to move, as his death will only be swifter, and Hihio Zabimaru reverts to its sealed form in Renji's hand. He pushes himself to his feet, declaring that he isn't done yet, and begins to rush the captain, who generates several swords with his bankai, two embedding themselves into Renji's sword arm, leading him to fall to his hands and knees. Byakuya commends him for surviving, but promises not to go easy on him should he disobey again, pulling his sword from the ground and telling Renji that it will carve him to pieces. Byakuya is so fucking scary at this part.
2: He is terrifying. Like, he is giving Renji, like, an op- like opportunities. Like, he's saying, like, hey, I'm gonna have to fucking kill you if you keep doing this. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the way he's doing it's, like, just so methodical. Like, he's just taking away all of Renji's options.
1: It's, it's methodical, and it's humiliating. It, it's, like, I can't imagine what Renji must feel like to have worked this hard to be this methodically and easily cut down it's it's horrifying
2: yeah and this is also, uh, this also comes back to the um a couple of episodes ago I mentioned that uh, I think in the anime uh, it was something uh, like howling at the stars but in the manga it was howling at the moon and yes. this, this this scene is specifically why I mentioned it because of Byakuya's like story about the beast and the moon
1: it's also like it, it. it is just like directly a callback to um renji's upbringing because uh i believe like the district he was in uh is called like howling howling dog something yeah, like, like that uh,
2: like renji's entire like iconography from where he's lived how he's treated by other members of the academy. How Biakya treats him when he's disobeying, like it's all considering him as a beast.
1: Yeah, like it, it's really hard not to see like Biakya, like basically calling Renji a savage here, which is like it, it. It's it's upsetting because like that's like a really awful thing to like call someone, but also it's just like it really, really, really. Directs you to just how much of a rich, noble fucker Byakuya is. Makes you hate him.
2: Yeah, he's definitely just, like, looking down from on high at this point.
1: Byakuya points out that Renchi's Bankai has unwillingly vanished, which means that the owner is near death. He asks if Renchi still intends to save Rukia, but Renchi feels like he's being torn apart by the immense spiritual pressure. He he envisions Ichigo kneeling before Zangetsu, with the question repeating... Will you continue? The two grin in unison, stating that they will stand, and they both assert that they swore to save Rukia. Biakia asks who Renji swore to, and the uh, and the latter grips his sword, pinning his arm down, crushing it, and proclaiming he swore on his own soul. Rushing the captain and recalling memories of his comrades, screaming as he reaches Biakia with a spray of blood behind him, his blade broken. Renji stands with the rest of it pressed against the captain, where it finally crumbles. He curses and collapses. Byakya removes his scarf, throwing it on top of Renji, and commending him for finally reaching him with his fang before walking away. Fucking incredible scene.
2: It's so- like, the the way the- superimpose Renji and uh, Ichigo's face like one over another as they both yell that they swore to their soul it's just like such a great moment and then he de- he rushes forward and you're like oh shit he's doing the thing and then he wasn't even able to like hurt Byakuya in any way
1: but he still reached him he still reached him that's like it's just it's an incredibly like devastating moment but it's also an incredibly victorious moment in, like, its own right. It It's just, like, it it's something we don't get a lot from Bleach, which is that it's a moment filled with nuance. <laughs> like, the fact that Renji, who has
2: lived his entire life essentially saying, well, I can't fight Byakuya, there's no fucking chance I have of winning, but I'll just keep preparing just in case. And then at this point, he's like, I have no fucking chance of winning, but I'm gonna goddamn do it anyway. Uh, it's, a t- it's a turnaround. It's a turning point in his, in his life.
1: It absolutely is. And I, I think, like, as a character, like, we've obviously really cared about Renji to this point. Like, I think the show has done a really good job with Renji, in particular, the, these two seasons. And I'm just, like, I do think this is, like, the payoff for his character right now, uh, as it stands. Which is a little bit disappointing, uh, in that like he's not fully successful. But I also know like we're gonna get more of him, and I know that like it's not over for him. He still has room to grow, and I'm excited about that.
2: Yeah, and I do, appre- I do appreciate Biakea like taking a moment to just be like, "Well, fuck, you make me eat my." This is the second time in like two minutes you make me eat my goddamn words fine yeah here's my here's my scarf i respect you like your fangs reached me like i'll acknowledge the effort you made and then he walks away
1: yeah like byakia absolutely could have killed renji here absolutely i but he chose not to because he recognized his power and i i love that i i love that we get a quick cut to sokyoku hill where Rukia is being escorted as she senses renji's spiritual energy disappearing She admits she didn't recognize it at first, as it was just so powerful, but when it disappeared, she recognized it as her friend. She's reasonably shaken up by this, demanding to know what happened, as Gein approaches, smiling maliciously and ending the episode. Maliciously is
2: the perfect way to describe the way he smiles. Like, it's a smile, and he's like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, evil. Evil. You point at him and you're like,
1: Evil! (laughs) It, it, it really is, like, you, you, you think, like, the emotional, like, whiplash of this episode, like, you see Rukia, you're like, oh, oh Rukia, you, Rukia, and then you see Gin, and you're like, oh, Gin, get out of here, I just, oh, what a good episode, what a fucking good episode, what, what are the manga differences this week, Sam? So, the
2: first manga difference is that the whole thing opens with Renji be, like, talking about his fear of Byakuya. Specifically, this image that I'm going to drop in podcast chat, uh, where he says, I was afraid, pretending to chase, pretending to sharpen my fangs, but in truth, I was afraid to even step on your shadow.
1: Ooh, that's good.
2: I was like, oh, damn. Uh, a minor change, it's... there. There. So, there's a portion of the fight where... Uh, byakuya like shoots lightning and then renji's like that wouldn't make me lose sight of you that was useless and then like when he attacks his attack gets kind of fucked up it's more obvious in the manga what happens which is basically he loses track of all the moving parts of his mankai so he accidentally makes his mankai charge into one of the joints and he like destroys one of the joints
1: okay okay that makes sense
2: and that's when Byakuya, like, talks about, well, when a Bankai is huge and unwieldy, that's why it takes another ten years before it's, like, actually ready for fighting. Because otherwise, you're just going to be taking out parts of your own. Like, you're going to be taking out parts of yourself. So it's like that, like, that whole, the speech is in the anime, but the the actual scene of the Bankai, like, kind of fucking up. Because it atta- you see it attack, and then it kind of, like, falls on the side. So it's like, it, it it's really hard to see the moment where he actually hits... The joint, basically. Yeah, and then we get uh we get two diary segments, or well, four, but it's like one of them is like a three parter. So one is uh Suzu, who says, uh, "August eleven, sunny. I was cleaning Ichigo's room when I saw something sticking out of a drawer. It looked somehow familiar. I had to find out what it was. I knew I shouldn't, but I slowly opened the drawer." And what I found there was, and it's just, like, it's, like, presented in, like, a horror movie thing, but, like, we don't get any more of it. (laughs) Like, that's all we get. Uh, (laughs) I I assume it's gonna show up in a later segment.
1: How are you getting Suzu, by the way?
2: Yuzu. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's Yuzu, it's just... Suzu's close. It's close.
1: It is close. It's one letter off. Come on. (laughs) I'll give it to you. I just, I... I gotta gotta poke and prod. I gotta poke and prod, Sam.
2: (laughs) And then the other one is Jinta's Ultimate Diary. Oh, no. (laughs) August 5, Cloudy. I roughed up some kids who started a beef with me on the streets today. Impressed by my strength, they asked me to help them out. I don't know why, but hey, how could I refuse? The least I could do is hear them out. August 9, Rainy. Turns out they wanted me to play soccer for them. So I watched a soccer video they gave me to bone up. Soccer is nothing like baseball. The guys who play it are dumb. Why don't they just kick the crap out of the guy in front of the net? Then they could score all they want. <laughs> this is going to be a piece of cake. Now, of course, this is contrasting uh, from a couple of episodes ago. Khan is be- also being asked by a bunch of kids to play ba- the- to play soccer. So I have a feeling we're th- these two are headed for a confrontation. And I... then we... It's good. Uh, and then finally, we, we do have a mo- uh, another one, which is August 12, Sunny. While I was practicing soccer with Ururu during break at a shop, that girl came by again. Oh, hi. What are you doing here? N- n- nothing. Don't bother me. Get lost. <laughs> and this image has makes two things very clear. One, the crush that uh, Jinta has isn't only isn't an anime-only thing, right? Yeah. And Two and most importantly, she frequently goes to the shop and does and doesn't give a shit about Jinta. So probably she's there to hang out with Uduru.
1: I I love this. I I wasn't expecting to like Jinta's diary, but I, I'm I'm here for this. I'm really here for this.
2: We will like anything that gives us any amount of of uh,
1: Yuzu lore. Uh, <laughs> Yuzu, we're, hello and welcome to Yuzu Watch. <laughs> God, fuck. Uh, we we did forget the most important thing that came out of these two episodes, though, Sam. We have a new opening.
2: We do have a new opening, which is sick. My problem with the opening is that it's a bunch of really sick scenes that spoil a bunch of the like the really cool moments that's going to be happening in the next like eight episodes. So yeah. I'm not sure how much of it we want to talk about. Uh, like we could t- like because parts of it is like the the Renji fight where it's like okay, here's the episode where he unleashes his Bonkai. Thank God that we have the the anime opening to show us what it looks like first. Yeah, no joke.
1: And part of it is like you see what's under uh, fuck. Fog- Co- I, I'm Komamura. I was gonna say Komamaru for some reason. Komamura, you see what's under his helmet, and it's like, guys, that's like, it, that's like, soon You could have waited Just- two. You could have waited an episode, two episodes to show this. Like, I, I, I really would have like appreciated, like. Okay, I think the song's a banger, but I, like, really would have appreciated if it had been one of those opening situations where, it like, changes as things get revealed in the- in the series. Like, I feel like that could have been done with this. Yeah, it's like- it's- like, that's just, like, my
2: one Matrix right with the opening. Like, the song is an incredible banger, and the animation looks really cool,
1: uh, yes. but
2: it's all- it's still, like, man, we haven't even talked about this shit. Like, give us-
1: give me- give me a break. It's we also have a is, new ending theme.
2: We do have a new ending theme, uh, and which is also good, but I prefer the opening.
1: I, I do prefer the opening. I, I I am pretty hype on the ending, though, considering it's by Yui. So, oh, man. Do, do you have any more manga differences?
2: Uh, no, I do not.
1: Okay. You want to go ahead and cut to a five-minute break then, Sam? Let's just cut to a quick break. <laughs> All right. Be back soon.
2: Let's get back into it with episode 53, Gin Ichimaru's Temptation, Resolution Shattered. The episode begins with Gin accosting Rukia. He talks playfully with her, saying he's just out on a walk and also to, like, fuck with her. Um, we we get a bit of background on their interactions from Rukia's side of things. Uh, like, going back years, like she yeah. like she, she never liked him. Uh, like, he became captain of Division 3, basically, at the same time as Biakia did for Division 6. Uh, but every time she would be walking with Biakia and they would stop to exchange pleasantries, Rukia was terrified. Like, they were... They looked like they were just talking normally, like, just having, like, a conversation captain to captain. But she was like, no. This guy? Evil. <laughs> evil. I don't like, know how you
1: could look at Geen and not think he's evil.
2: Fair. I believe I made. I believe I made that uh, that mention like the first time he showed up. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like his design is just like mm, this is a man that will betray you. He won't attack you. He will get. He will pretend vaguely that he's your friend, and then he will betray you. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, no, that feeling of uh, of dread absolutely continue throughout the years all the way to this day and then gin just like starts twisting the knife because he's like oh hey did you notice Aburai's still alive but he'll die soon poor thing (laughs) all trying to save rukia and then he asks rukia if she's afraid and he's like hey do you want me to save you do you want me to save everyone else And Rukia, like, considers it for, like, maybe a moment, trying to find out what the angle is, trying to find out what the catch is. And then Gin's just like, psych, just kidding, see you at the execution grounds, it'll be great, yay, fun. And that's when Rukia realizes that, like, she had completely given up on wanting to live, she was fully prepared to die. But the little smidgen of hope that Gin offered before ripping it away, like, it completely shattered her resolve, and she screams in anguish, like...
1: The scream she lets out... (laughs) The scream she lets out is, like, heartbreaking. Like, I I was sitting out there, just eating some Pocky, you know, having a good time, and I I, I see this, and I'm like, oh, Rukia.
2: <laughs> like, almost nothing else that Gin has done so far has made me, like, want him to get his shit pushed in. As this moment, you're like, oh my god, someone, someone teach this terrible man a lesson. Like,
1: he has to pay for this he needs to be hurt like I, I don't want him to die I want him to be hurt badly
2: yeah it's just like this, re- this really awful moment uh, meanwhile Zaraki is fighting both Tozen and Komamura and he's like god you're, you're so weak at least like survive long enough to use their banca are you guys even captains what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh god Zoraki. Well, I love he- Kampachi throughout this entire fight <laughs> He's, like, he's just here looking for a good time. It just happens to be that his good time involves bad times for other people. Absolutely. <laughs> In a sense, you could say that Zaraki and Gin are the same size of a
1: coin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, but at least fucking, at least Kappachi is just, like, actually open about what he wants.
2: True. So Tozen basically, like, decides, alright, fine, you want to see Bankai? I'll show you Bankai. Uh, but first, he had like he has a little speech about uh, about like his why he's become justice and all that. And we do get some inter- we get some info during the speech about how someone becomes a captain. And basically, there's three ways. The first, you pass the captain's exam, which is presided over by three captains, including the head captain. The second is you get a recommendation, or like you get basically you get them to vouch for you from six different captains. And of the remaining seven, three of them has to at least acknowledge you, basically. So you know, you're getting the buy- you're getting the buy-in of six and at least the indifference of another three. And then the third, which is how Zoraki got his captainhood, defeating the previous captain in one-on-one combat in front of 200 assembled soul Reapers. And in this case, Zoraki, like he straight up killed the guy. And I think they imply that the reason that Zoraki's captain's robe is so tattered is because it was literally the one that his predecessor wore. Like, he killed him and then he grabbed the robe immediately, like,
1: yo, this is mine now. It's it's perfect for Kenpachi, and it's like, it, 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 it makes you a little scared of him, honestly. Like, he he's already been, like, the most, like, scary, like, devastating Soul Reaper we have, like, physically and fighting-wise, but, like... Knowing he killed a captain to get where he is? Jesus Christ, dude.
2: Yeah, he just showed up one day and he was like, you, let's fight, and then he killed him and took the job. Which, hey, yeah, Soul Society, maybe you want
1: to... I
2: don't what? know, maybe you want to look into this. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you'd think I'm like... <laughs> you'd think like fighting a captain would be a lot more common of a thing it's also like isn't this like a capital offense like what
2: (laughs) it's a capital offense
1: unless you kill him
2: in which case you're rewarded (laughs) yeah well i i guess the it might be like it was it it probably has to be like an official duel like, maybe Zaraki, like, challenged him to a fight, officially, and then, like, they got 200 people to, like, stand watch as witnesses, and then it just happened to be that during the fight he killed him, you know? Um, yeah, that makes sense. It's probably something that, but it's still, like, well, it is Zoraki, so maybe he just went, like, you, me, let's fight, what? And then he killed him, <laughs> and, then they, and then, like, after the fact, they realized there were 200 people around, it's like, well, I guess that counts. <laughs>
1: that sounds like my Zaraki.
2: Do you want to tell him he's not a captain?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just like sitcom music plays. Everybody loves (laughs) Zaraki.
2: Meanwhile, Rukia has finally made it. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. We do get Tosin unleashing his Bankai, while Komamura's like, oh shit, he's doing his Bankai. I'm, I'm getting out. And then, and Tosin's Bankai, like, it creates nine rings. Get it? It's his division number
0: uh,
2: that turn into large black orbs. And then they all grow until they like connect into one massive black. It kind of looks like a blimp, you uh, know? So it looks like a giant balloon from the outside. Yeah. And we, we learned that the bunkai it removes the ability to sense period pressure. It removes the sense of, uh, the sense of hearing, the sense of sight and the sense of smell. The only thing you're left with is your sense of touch and the only the only people who are immune is the person touching the sword so like the person who's holding the actual blade
1: uh totally okay. like sp- so go ahead i do really like this bankai i do at least think it's worth bringing up that it's i i think it's kind of weird that like the blind character's bankai has to do with removing your senses like i i don't like that as much
2: Yeah, it's a a little on the nose. Like, I think Tozen even has, like, a line where it's like, you know, if it was used on me, it wouldn't be so effective because I'm already living in a world of darkness or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know. But as uh, Tozen, he starts slicing slicing at Zaraki a couple of times. And, you know, like, Zaraki has no idea where the slashes are coming from. So he's taking, like, some damage. And Tosin's like, uh, uh, whoever's in this state, like, they're gonna start getting afraid because they don't know when the next, uh, attack is coming from. And he's just having this huge monologue about, like, how the people are just, like, completely terrified and their reactions slow down. And then he almost gets completely stabbed by Zaraki. Like, he's having his big monologue and Zaraki just attacks him directly and he's
1: like, hold up, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> i i we we're not there yet but like god i i just I, I love kenpachi in this fight i think he's hilarious
2: he's just really good in this in this whole sequence because he's like tozen's like okay i guess he's not scared i guess he's not slowed down huh. he's a demon <laughs> <laughs> he's a demon maybe instead maybe i should shelve my speech because zaraki can't hear me anyway and, uh, I should actually kill him. So he decides
1: to, you know what, let's
2: actually fucking kill him. I can,
1: I can I, speech I fuck. Love, I love that Tozen's like, giving this speech even knowing <laughs> that Zaraki can't hear him. So he's just giving a speech to himself. I, I'm, I have to imagine it's kind of like a pep talk.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's just going on about his, uh, his sense of justice. You know, he's like, you know what, fuck it. I'll tell Komomura that I said, like, the cool things. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> They're best friends. We'll, we'll get to it later. <laughs> Rukia finally makes it to the execution ground, uh cursing her weak resolve and falling to her knees before we just immediately swap over to Hisaki, uh the Division 9 Lieutenant Captain, and he's nice. reacting to he's reacting to his uh, Bankai and he's like, "Huh. I should go help." <laughs> but before he can go help, a really and I mean like really beat up looking Yumichika like stands up and he's like, "Our fight's not over." <coughs> isagi's like uh yeah it is (laughs) i beat the shit out of you my guy it's like no i'm still alive that means i didn't lose (laughs) (laughs) you know we we get to mention that like division nine does not necessarily always fight to death that's something that only division 11 does that's weird other divisions think they're weird (laughs) and also you should stop you're a fifth seat you're not beating a vice captain and then Yumichika tells him a secret. He's only fifth seat because of aesthetics. He really <laughs> hates the number four. Like, the number four is garish. His favorite number is three, but that belongs to Akaku, so he settles for five. Which is close. It, like, it looks close when you look at the uh, kanji. And then he mentions, like, in Division 11, they live to fight. So, it's a rule that everybody has a direct combat style Zabakuto. The other kind of swords, the Kido based swords, they're for cowards and idiots. And then his sword begins glowing and he asks Hisagi not to tell Ikaku or the captain because he doesn't want to be disliked. And away we go, this time back to Renji.
1: I actually really liked this moment with Yumichika. Like I normally I'm like really sour on this stuff, but like this reasoning is so funny, I I, I love it.
2: I really, like, every time this sh- this specific side of their reasoning shows up, I always mark out. Like, it's going to happen uh, in a later fight as well, uh, in, like, a year. Because <laughs> we have to Bounto to work first, <laughs> so. Um,
1: oh god, fucking bounce. I'm, I'm excited. We're getting there. We're getting there. Few more weeks, guys. Few more weeks.
2: But yeah, like, I am a fan of them. like, I love that Yubichika's like, yeah, I don't fit in the hierarchy technically and also like as far as everyone's concerned I'm weaker than everyone else but you know by the way I'm just not going to go let you interrupt my captain who's having fun time I'm gonna break our rules but it's okay because you won't tell him right so it's like you won't tell he's fighting him and I like I guess the he's not. I don't think he's planning on killing him but he is fighting him and saying like I trust you to not tell anyone, which I guess also is another way of saying, I trust you to not tell anyone you were beaten by a fifth seat.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's just overall a really good look. I, I, I really liked that scene. Over with Renji, who's been
2: like just completely bandaged and he's being tended to by Hamatoro, who he was called by Rikishi, Renji's junior that we saw earlier. Hanatawa suggests that Renji was already healed lightly before he came by, and he seems to imply that his own captain was responsible, before telling Renji not to give up. It's okay. Ichigo will save the day. It's fine. He's fine. He'll do it. We believe
1: in him. Renji, you have to understand. I I understand you're really upset right now. Just remember, you're not the protagonist of this show.
2: (laughs) We still have the protagonist on our side. It's okay.
1: Uh, I, um, I do really like the consistency that, like, we got, like, the little shot of, like, Rikichi in, like, the last episode to, like, him actually kind of mattering in this one. And also, I was just so happy to see Hinaturo. (laughs) Yeah, like, I
2: I really like it. Like, Rikichi broke him out of jail, because he was like, okay, I'm really shocked that Renji, like, is trying to save Rukia. And also, holy shit, he went against the captain. But... I want him to survive because I'm a fan. Because turns out Rikichi joined the Soul Reapers because Renji's his hero. And he's like, I love that you're super cool and that you fight for your own beliefs. And I'm just such a stan. That's probably also the reason why he's also got tattoos. Like, because he wants to I look love like it. Renji. Uh, I love it. Yeah, so he's like, uh, so I figured, well, Hanataro got... Busted for trying to save Rukia, maybe he'll go save Renshi's life, and <laughs> that's why he broke him out of jail. Which is, <laughs> which is great. Good job, Rukishi. We go back to the fight with uh, Zoraki and Tozen, who, <laughs> the latter of which is feeling a hell of a lot less confident. Zoraki can't use his eyes, ears, or nose, or sense spiritual pressure, and yet he keeps dodging fatal blows. And his counterattacks are getting more and more accurate to the point where he even, like, manages to get a hit in, even if it's, like, really shallow. Like, Tosin's like, shit, 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 fuck, 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 fuck. (laughs) While While Soraki's like, oh, I got a hit in. Hmm. It's getting better and better. But he's also kind of bored. Like, it was super excited for, like, two minutes. (laughs) And now he's like, oh, this is just really tedious. So it's like, all right. What would my subordinates tell me? How would they help me in this moment? And it's like, use your instincts. I'm already fucking doing that. How about you picture your enemy in your mind's eye? If I could do that, I wouldn't have a goddamn problem. <laughs> what if you gave up beautifully? Die. Fucking get bent. <laughs> and at, so at first he just completely ignores all three. But then he realizes, hey, wait. He's like, wait a minute. That just gave me an idea. Um, I have a master plan. But I just love him taking the moment in, like, this life-and-death battle to just be like, What would Yachiru say? What would Ikaku say? What would Yumichika tell me to do?
1: I I actively just, like, I, I fucking snorted when Yumichika's like, Give up beautifully. And he's just like, Die. Just like, God. So fucking good. Tosin moves in for the kill,
2: stabbing his sword deeply. And and he's even like, ah, did he fuck up? He like he didn't even try to dodge. No, he couldn't dodge. Because he was so full of himself, and then Zoraki grabs his hand and Tosin's like, ah oh, fuck. Oh no, what have I
1: done? <laughs> <laughs> I just God, the way Tosin's demeanor immediately changes from wait. No, he couldn't dodge. Wait a second. Shit, 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 shit.
2: <laughs> like, he's like, ah, he couldn't dodge. He fucked up. I'm the one who... Oh, no. <laughs> like, Tosin just comp- is getting completely clowned over and over and over again in this fight. And it, it's a delight, It's so honestly. fucking funny. Like, he, he's, he considers himself, like, this big hero of justice. And he's like, I'm gonna punish you, demon. And every time, Zoraki's like, dude, you're just not that cool. Sorry, bro. (laughs) So zaraki now holding Tozen's hand and sword, like just pulls it out of him, and he's like, "Hey, try that again. Maybe you'll kill me, but also I bet I can get your arm before you get even close." (laughs) So Tozen backs the fuck out, and you know he thinks back on his past, where he was hanging out with a woman who would eventually become a soul reaper, and then died. Giving us, and he's like giving a speech about justice. And, traditional
1: bleach fashion introducing a woman only for her to die the next scene and then just like immediately he attacks and
2: Zoraki just like grabs it before it comes even close to him and uh he does a counter attack and whoops dozen's guy falls apart just like renji's <laughs> before him and uh zaraki kind of like lets him go like he turns around he's like all right you got like one foot in the grave so one you would be incredibly boring to keep fighting and two if I let you live I can fight you again later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like Zaraki's learning. <laughs> on my fun sc- on my fun scale, this this wasn't that fun, but if I let you live, maybe you'll be more fun next time. Yeah, he's like, at the very least,
2: I got some fun out of the fight, which means already this was a good fight, compared to like most of the fights he's got. So <laughs> it's like, alright, I'll let you live. Come at me later. And also like Renji, Tozen like he gathers himself and does like a final a final attack which can't even like pierce the skin Uh, and Soraki's like oh fuck fine i'll just i'll just kill you thankfully for tozen komomora steps in and takes the blow although his helmet shatters and we see that komomora is actually a humanoid fox man he's a furry he's a furry He remarks that Zoraki doesn't seem surprised, but Zoraki's just like, who gives a shit if you're a furry? I just care- I just- the only thing I care about is if you're strong. Like, just give me a good fight, please. Please!
1: (laughs) Kenpachi's like, don't worry, I've had friends go to Anthrocon, I understand. But also, just please, like, be good at fighting. Come on!
2: Komamura hopes to do just that, summoning his Bankai- who's like a Menos Grande-sized giant that appears behind him with a sword the size of a building. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they start fighting before we get to the end of the episode where, at the execution grounds, the ceremony for the execution beginning begins, but the only squads where both the captain and the vice-captain are present are the first, the second, and the eighth. Even the captain of, the, of Division 4 is missing, although her vice-captain is present. Byakuya shows up and turns some heads, including Bia- uh, Rukia. And then the head captain asks for her final words. And she says she only has one. Which we'll learn next week, I guess, because we don't get it in this episode.
1: Yeah, we certainly don't. Uh, the moment where Byakuya shows up at the end here is heartbreaking.
2: Yeah, because like he shows up, everybody's like, oh shit, he's, he actually came to watch his sister's like execution. And even Rukia's like, Uh, hello. But he and he won't even he won't even make eye contact with her. He won't even make eye contact. He just walked past her without looking at her, and you're like, "Fuck!" And he takes his place at the end of the row of captains, vice captains. You're like,
1: "Shit!" This is like the first time in a few weeks I've been like actively like super hype on Bleach. Like, I the only. I have like very few nitpicks about these two episodes, and that's so rare for what we've been getting. I'm just, mmm. Good episodes. Good episodes.
2: Yeah, like it's it's the good part that I like I was excited for the season. This is why I was excited for the season. Same. Same. Uh so just the manga differences. The first the fourth division captain is there. Like, it's the huh? exact same shot. Like, we get, you know, the shot from the back where we see uh, Kyoraku and Nanao and, like, Hisane? Like, it's the same shot, except that Unohana is standing right next to Hisane. That's so weird. <laughs> like, it's the same shot. I'm wondering if it's just, like, they're just saying, like, oh, she stopped to heal Renji, and that's why she's not there. You know? Like something like that?
1: Yeah, um, I mean I mean, I, I think it was probably like an attempt to make it more consistent, for sure. Uh it's just like it's such a small detail I wouldn't have even noticed.
2: Yeah. But yeah, it's and then the other change is during the Yumichika and uh Hisagi fight, Hisagi ha- has a sentence where he's like, Oh, you probably don't want to, like, die in a boring fight like this. Like, you, pro- you probably want to get, like, a better fight to die in, essentially. Yeah. And Yumichika's like, uh, you don't understand, like, the 11th Division. It's... he he ba- He doesn't say in these words, but he essentially says that, like, the beauty of a fight is, like, the fact that we're fighting to the death. Like... He's like, it doesn't matter what kind of fight we're in. Like, we're gonna... We're gonna fight. And we're gonna fight to the death, and it's gonna be great. It's gonna be. Cool. And we're gonna
1: love it the whole time. Yeah,
2: and the last change is the the woman that was that uh, Tozen is thinking of. Uh-huh. She gets not a ton more screen time, but she gets like an extra page. Oh man, a whole page before she dies! Thanks, Kubo. Uh, because basically we get like we get a lot more conversation between her and Tozen, and then uh you know they're mostly they're talking about like she's got um she's got like aspirations of like keeping away the clouds so that everybody can look at the starry night sky and they and like that's her vision of justice and she's going to make sure that everyone has a chance to like see like those um that bright sky and all that kind of stuff um but on the other hand she if like, when we she leaves him, like, when she's like, all right, I'm going to go be a Shinigami. In the manga, she's also getting married to a Shinigami. <laughs> she's like, hey, oh I'm getting married to a Shinigami. And also, uh, I just got accepted to the academy. So I get to, uh, I'm going to become a Shinigami as well. And I'm going to, like, be my justice. And then, not only does she die, the way she dies is that her husband killed one of his colleagues because he had like a really petty disagreement like they say it's petty (laughs) oh my god and then she nagged him and he killed her and she died before she could even start fighting for her justice so tozen's like desire to become strong is all about like well if believing in justice isn't good enough and you still die like a really shitty death fine, I'm going to become strong enough to be justice. And it's like, why do you have this really shitty backstory where you're introducing this woman just to get killed by her husband and fridge her for Tozen? Like, why is this here, Kubo?
1: It's it's actually kind of absurdly, like, bad. Like, it's like, it's almost laughably bad that, like, it, it, it's just, it fits all of the bleach, like, the bleach death flags for a character, like, immediately, and it's just like, hmm, Kabo, well, I'm noticing a pattern here, bud, like, you, you okay? And, god, <laughs> I, I, I can't help but laugh at that, it's so bad!
2: Uh, instant drama, Two two scoops, <laughs> dead woman, and one scoop... Uh, dying for justice like
1: more dead women than a co-hidden Cambria album
2: Uh, and then as for the gags at the end of the chapters uh, we get Yuzu uh, so last time we got Yuzu like showing up at the shop and here it's like oh you're gonna play soccer they wanted your help wow that's great Jinta when's the game is it tomorrow that's right you know what that means that means I'm their secret weapon I'm just not similar then I'll give you a good luck charm you can borrow this. It's not quite my treasure, but it's my doll. His name's Bostov. Take good <laughs> care of him.
1: God damn it. And, of course, I Jin I, just I can't, <laughs> I, I can't even be upset about Cone. I can't even be upset about Koune being there. It's very good.
2: Oh, no, because don't forget, in, during this time in the manga, Cone is in Ichigo's body.
1: <laughs> oh, good. Okay. All right sure
2: so jinta of course is like oh god i can't walk around carrying a doll i'm a boy (laughs) and then we get the we go back to mr khan's diary august 15 sunny today is the day of the soccer game but i haven't found my perfect body yet oh my beautiful body where are you (laughs) the kids are like nagging him they're like what's up what's wrong with you shape up dude shut up guys you have no idea what i'm going through Huh? Those are the kids from the Uruhura store. We're going to play those crazy monsters? We'll get creeped (laughs) for sure. And the kids next to him are like, Those two are their secret weapons? One of them's a girl. And the guy's got something hanging from his shorts. What a loser. And Khan's just like, wait, that's not anything. That's, that's me? (laughs) He turned Bostov into a charm, uh, like a belt charm
1: god that's very good i'm into it i also love that it specifically has bostov stitched onto it as if we wouldn't recognize bostov
2: <laughs> yeah i think you i i think he uh he doesn't even have that when yuzu oh no he does she definitely stitched that on like recently
1: <laughs> so she wouldn't forget
2: but yeah khan is upset because his body is turned into a charm
1: oh it's very good very good surprisingly good con content i'm into it
2: good episodes good con content what's happening bleach
1: bleach is good you heard it here first folks bleach is good bleach can be good i i I, you know i'm not letting it off the hook yet most of the season
2: most of the season has not been great it's been like it it's been like one two three four five weeks of bad to mediocre and then one week of like oh this shit's good it's good now. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we put all the bad stuff at the start, and now we get to reap the rewards. That's how it works.
1: <laughs> it's called Content Reapers. All right. Oh, man. Uh, let's let's go ahead and close things out. Uh, you can find the show at BleachCast on Twitter. You can email us with any feedback or questions or comments at iwobleachcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Lavender underscore pause or on Twitch at Lavender pause,
2: And you can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ.
1: Man, I really hope next week is this good, Sam. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good.
2: Stay cool, Chads. Just keep putting the energy out into the air. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, friends.